0: Welcome to the Bible Breakdown. It's a black man and woman in America who no longer identify as believers. This show contains adult languages, themes, and isn't meant for children. As black people, we respect the history of the black church in America, but its current state is massively abusive and we think the Bible might be part of the problem. Listen and let us know what you think. Peace. Hi, everybody. I'm your host, Kat.
1: And I am T. Just the letter.
0: Yes. Just the letter T. Oh, so not T-E-E?
1: No, I, I fixed it on our next announcement. But yes, it's always just been the letter. That's actually pet of oh. mind when people try to spell it either as the drink or as the shirt. Like, it's just the letter.
0: <sighs> That's difficult, capital letter T.
1: <laughs> yeah, because my name is just like... I mean, it's just a T. Like it's just, you know,
0: it's fine. It's like Mister T. Like he that was just a T. But so, it, that Mister was doing a lot of the heavy lifting. We don't like to consider it a name unless it's three letters or more. So, could it be like? What about Yay? T? Once again, I think we can all agree that Yay is an outlier in every way. So
1: I cannot be an outlier in this situation. <laughs>
0: No, by definition, like you're outside the standard deviation for a lot of things. But I think I can't tell you what your name is or how it should be. I'm just telling you why people struggle.
1: No, I totally get it. Just yeah.
0: Welcome back, guys. Um, I guess I got
1: to say just the letter T is T, just the letter, just the letter T like Bond, James Bond.
0: It's like I have to say cat with a K.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, and it's not like it bothers me if people spell it with a C, but it's
1: wrong. You also have three letters.
0: I do have three letters. I'm following the rules, but we're rule breakers. That's why we're breaking down the Bible and not just <laughs> accepting narratives people give us about um, how things should be. So, yeah, I think that's why we're we're in this space. Wouldn't you agree?
1: yeah and uh man can I say how good it feels to <sighs> be out of a situation where um I was dating a Christian person and then to oh. be now around other people um such as yourself who are like yeah you know what actually i'm uh i'm more i i'm more of a, a spiritual and or just agnostic and or atheist person like i i think i I'm way more comfortable in those spaces.
0: Yeah, let me be clear. I am i don't consider myself a spiritual person. Well,
1: I said atheist at the end. Okay,
0: I know you put, I just wanted to make it clear to the listeners. Because I get, because I have like natural hair and like, I guess I give off like a yeah, very you woo give off. kind of vibe. Yeah, you definitely yeah. give off those. Uh-uh, I'm not, I'm a science girl. So, um, there's that. Um, but peace to all the spiritual girls and boys and non-binaries, like, get your life. Just, um, that's not my vibe. But
1: I'm yeah, we're a, a science uh, person.
0: Yeah, yeah. I feel like we both met in science school. Um, so that tracks. Yeah. So, Yeah. But um, I'm glad to hear that. I can hear it in your voice. You sound um, more cheerful than you have the past couple times you've recorded. And I think that's great.
1: Uh, Yeah. I mean, I just, nothing against the Christians, but golly, man, like it it becomes overbearing (laughs) sometimes. Like, I like a, you know, like there are some Christians I do like. Like, it's just like, you know, I kind of believe this. That's where I'm comfortable at, but I ain't pushing it on you. And then it's the people who, like, I feel like, i mean i've said this so many times before unnecessarily go out of their way to like insert god into every situation and i was literally having this conversation last night about how i think we often skip over one of what i think is the most critical things in the bible is genesis 1 where it's like you're made in god's image and it's like right there i feel like that automatically gives you the power that gives you the carte blanche to be like, Oh, you know what? I'm actually a God of myself. You know, I I can, I have the ability to do whatever I want to do. And so many people still feel like they need to relinquish what can be perceived as arrogance um, to put some deity above them, which I would argue also that I think is having something above you, helps to keep you humble in, in a, a capacity but I feel like some people take it too far that's all
0: I mean I'm, I'm right there with you um we've actually when you talk about it it starts to feel a little overbearing um I agree with you there um especially I don't know like people still really believe in hell to me that's always kind of like wow like really like y'all really okay like, that's, um, that's very interesting. But what I wanted to talk about was our upcoming record with God Awful Movies I'm very, very excited about. So um, I don't know when our episode is going to air. And it's one of those things that I really like their podcast because it they use humor to kind of diffuse all these issues we're talking about about feeling kind of, you know, bur- you know burdened by... Um, sort of this um, Christian expectation of life.
1: Yes. And the movie that we will be reviewing, again, no spoilers yet, but that movie sucked. (laughs) But in the best way, like, I was actually thoroughly entertained.
0: We had fun, but we did have to watch it in, like, parts. Like, I couldn't just sit there and watch it. It was so (laughs) long. It was almost two hours long with the most... uh,
1: It was as long as Barbie
0: oh my gosh and but barbie was good do you want to talk about barbie real quick because this is we are i mean just guys today we're going to be (coughs) reading ruth and i was going to suggest we read the entire book because it's only four chapters
1: yeah that's what i have down is
0: okay cool but yeah so uh, this is girls we okay everybody deal with it like this is this is all about the girls but um yeah did you want to talk about
1: barbie I mean, it's a hot girl summer for sure I mean it's a yeah you know, it's just uh Barbenheimer is just <laughs> massive um, I knew when i first i've seen Barbie twice now, um, but the first time I saw it, I just knew going in like, oh, this is gonna be big, like this is a hit, and it's I thoroughly enjoyed it Ryan Gosling amazing uh margot Robbie, fantastic like, the color schemes, like, everything, the callbacks to all the things that are just Barbie lore. Um, I mean, Greta Gerwig is an amazing director. Like, I, I don't think I've had an, a female director that um, I can, like, I've, not that I haven't liked, but this, like, she's starting to get on brand with some, like, when her name pops up, I'm like, oh, I'm going to see that. Like, that's
0: okay like chris she... nolan
1: yeah yeah i mean fuck yeah. basically I was like i'm just
0: nightmare. gonna i'm just gonna have to see it just because your name's attached to it yeah, yeah. so what do you think about like all the people saying that um it's making mm-hmm. the kids gay like are you gay now you've seen it twice so you should be like double gay
1: i'm not gay now um i mean, no. man, it's so funny because i think that it's uh, I will we're not doing spoilers, right, for people who haven't seen it. Bar- I mean, I guess by the time this comes out, most people will have seen it. Um I mean, Regardless, we
0: can just do a spoiler alert for Barbie, so like if you don't want the spoilers, skip ahead a couple minutes.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm this not really a spoiler. I was just going to say the thing and this not necessarily got anything to do with gayness, but just how they made Ken in the movie like when he leaves Barbieland to where he goes to the real world and then he comes back and like he changes everything like I totally identify with that character in a way and I think he is like the centerpiece actually of the movie which I mean it, it is about Barbie but as much as it's about Barbie it's also about like the emasculation and, and then I guess re of men in a way if that hmm. makes sense
0: I I actually I'm picking up what you're putting down. I love the message of I'm enough. Like to me, like for people who are mad at the movie, I'm like, why? Why is a person being told like you don't need to make your life about somebody else? Like you're enough. Like why is that an upsetting message?
1: This is why people should read um, John's <laughs> book, Single on Purpose, um, because mm. it really explores that. And that was when I was going through. I can't remember. Last, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure I was in the thick of a breakup the last time we recorded about a month, a little bit over a month ago. And so, um, yeah, I learned a lot from that book and just other books that he has. And um, yeah, man, you gotta you gotta love yourself. And like, after that situation, I really have been trying to be more focused and being like, alright, what do I want out of life? This is what I want. And a lot of it doesn't necessarily have anything to do with a relationship. It's just shit. I feel like I need to do like travel and do multimedia stuff and do all the other entertainment things I'm involved with, like
0: and you know, help yeah. people. T is really capital T is really into charity. <laughs> Maybe that should be your name. I'm capital sorry, capital T. Sorry.
1: What the fuck? Capital <laughs> T. I I mean, why can't it just you know? be T?
0: I don't know why. I don't know why I'm like this. I don't know. But in my mind now, I mean, if even if I just call you T, in my mind I'm calling you capital T.
1: That is hilarious. That sounds like a bank.
0: You know what it is? It looks like a typo. Like, if you just see it. Like, that's why we want, more, like, names to have,
1: Three okay, should letters. I go by double, double T, since technically my name has two T's in it? I mean, sure. to be, to be, to be. No, triple spi-
0: T, because then it's alliteration. What? Triple T.
1: I just wanted to be T. Even TK is fine, because that's what my mom calls me, because my middle name starts with a K.
0: That's fantastic okay i'm just
1: gonna is that better tk should i just like we're like tk is better yes we're like 70 episodes in and now we're
0: yeah changing my name for sure all
1: right i guess from here on out i will be known as tk look at that man i'm just something changes this summer
0: yes okay well thank you for changing what you want um, so that I am more comfortable. And um, we're reading the New Revised Standard version of Ruth. And um, I mean, if this is your first time joining us, welcome. Um, we're, you know, w- we both are just trying to get to the truth of like, why? Like, is this a good book? We've been told our whole lives this is a good book. You know what we have also been told? Uh, the Civil War wasn't about slavery. I was also taught that too. That turned out to be not true. Um, there's a lot of things we're told and we should question. So that's what we're doing here today. So take it away, T- TK.
1: There's also a lot of things that w- are being removed to make people feel comfortable that actually happened in history such as like certain books and things like that. Um, but yeah, we can get into that. Ruth 1. Imelech's family goes to Moab. In the days when judges ruled, there was a famine in the land, and a certain man of Bethlehem and Judah went to live in the country of Moab, he and his wife and two sons. The name of the man was Imelech, and the name of his wife Naomi, and the names of his two sons were Mahlon and Chilion. They were Ephr- Ephrathites in, from Bethlehem in Judah. They went into the country of Moab and remained there, but Imelech, the husband, Naomi, died and she was left with her two sons. These took Moab, Moabite wives. The name of the one was uh, Orpah and the name of the other Ruth. When they had lived there about 10 years, both Malon and Chilion also died. So that the woman was left without her two sons and her husband. Naomi and her Moab, Moabite, Moabite daughters.
0: In-law. I think you're saying it right Moabite
1: Moabite okay alright All right. then um, then she started to return with her daughters-in-law from the country of Moab for she had heard in the country of Moab that the Lord had considered his people and given them food so she set out from the place where she had been living she and her two daughters-in-law and they went on their way to go back to the land of Judah but Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law go back each of you to your mother's house. May the Lord deal kindly with you as you have dealt with the dead and with me. The Lord grant the the Lord grant that you may find security. Um, each of you in the house of your husband. Then she kissed them and they wept aloud. They said to her, No, we will return with you to your people. But Naomi said, Turn back, my daughters. Why will you go with me? Do I still have sons in my womb that they that they may become your husbands turn back my daughters go your way for i'm too old to have a husband even if i thought there was hope for me even if i should have a husband tonight and bear sons would you then wait until they were grown would you then refrain from marrying no my daughters it has been far more bitter for me than for you because the hand of the lord has turned against me then they wept aloud again orpah kissed her mother-in-law but Ruth clung to her. So she said, see, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and, uh, and to her gods. Return after your sister-in-law. But Ruth said, do not press me to leave you or to turn back from following you. Where you go, I will go. Where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die. There will I be buried. May the Lord do this and so to me and more as well. If even death parts me from you. When Naomi saw that she was determined to go with her, she said no more to her. So the two of them went on until they came to Bethlehem. When they came to Bethlehem, the whole town was stirred because of them. And the woman said, is this Naomi? She said to them, call me no longer Naomi. Call me Mara, for the Almighty has dealt bitterly with me. I went away full, but the Lord has brought me back empty. Why call me Naomi when the Lord has dealt harshly with me and the Almighty has brought calamity upon me? So Naomi returned together with Ruth, the Moabite, her daughter-in-law, who came back with her from the country of Moab. They came to Bethlehem at the beginning of the barley harvest. Thanks be to God. Ooh. All right. A little drama there.
0: Neato. uh, Yeah. Um, so I don't. Why do you think? The Lord dealt so harshly with Naomi.
1: She was dark skinned.
0: Who said that? I
1: I don't know one. I just feel like (laughs) (laughs) usually I got to deal with
0: them. Right. Well, I mean, of course, like whenever I hear the name Naomi, I immediately think of Naomi Campbell because icon. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I don't know if you. For me, when we read these stories, a lot of times it takes me back to my childhood when I'm hearing these stories for the first time and a lot of the feelings I had that I wasn't able to communicate because in my head I was like, whoa, those sound like really good like wedding vows, like your people will be mm-hmm. my people where you buried. I'll be buried like it, like God curse me. If I ever even like part for you in death, it's like, okay, wow. That's a lot for a woman to say to her mother-in-law. Like I, I mean, and now with adult eyes on it, I think they might've been a couple.
1: Hmm. Interesting. So you think, wait, you think she was a couple with the daughter in-laws?
0: both of them i think naomi or now mara and ruth might have had a thing going on
1: yeah
0: (laughs) which i think would probably be somewhat common in arranged marriage situations Mm -hmm. like you know i mean human sexuality is complex and i know people like to think like to me this was always framed as like how devoted ruth was to naomi and what an expression of like god's love that was
1: um but
0: i don't know just in real life people tend to just hang out with the people they're sleeping with
1: oh no facts
0: yeah and when i continue it so yeah i mean that's kind of what i took from it or the fact too that she was like i don't deserve a husband because i can't have any more kids that's kind of a bummer i don't like that message i think you should be allowed to have a husband even if you can't have kids
1: um yeah because what i mean you could meet a you could have a husband that doesn't want to have kids um actually you brought that up and i've been in situations before where i've been with women who may not be able to have children and i don't know if it ever came down to it like would that be a deal breaker for me hmm. yeah I've i've often thought about that actually
0: One of the things that really makes me sad when people are having fertility issues and they are religious is the fact that the Bible always frames it as like God opens and closes the womb. So just like how Naomi or now Mara is saying like, you know, the Lord has dealt harshly with me. So, you know, all this stuff has happened to me. It's sometimes life is pretty random. I know people like the narrative. Everything happens for a reason, but sometimes, you know, you're your reproductive organs just, for whatever reason, aren't working. The same way your pancreas might not work right and you have diabetes. I don't think God like hates people with diabetes and has cursed them for something they did. And the same way I think people who are having fertility issues, I don't think the Lord is dealing harshly with you. Well, You just probably need to see a specialist.
1: In that, what you just said is kind of triggering for me because having been with someone who we were gonna have a child and then we lost our child and then um, they received news later that they um, they might it, they like something that they've been going through might impact their ability to have children at all and they don't currently have children and that further caused a rift in our relationship um And they're looking at me like, "This is your fault. This is something for not
0: having enough faith."
1: No, 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 no. It's my Uh, fault because the when they were pregnant before, like I wasn't the best version of myself, and so they feel like they lost our baby because of me. Ah, and now they might not be able to have children, and so it's like they're looking. Or a part of them looked at me like, "You did this." It's very, mm-hmm. very difficult to. Um, yeah, Sorry, and you know, I didn't know, mean to.
0: I didn't mean to trigger you. These are just where no, my thoughts. No, it's not triggering. It's me. not. I
1: mean, I said triggering as the, the, like lack of better words, but I mean it was just like okay. you know, I was just discussing something. I was sharing something as TK. Um,
0: okay. <laughs> okay, TK. That,
1: that, that were, I felt, That's gonna be
0: it, our new segment.
1: You you I don't have any I don't have much on this. Do we feel like we need an interpretation from Chat GPT or no?
0: Maybe we'll do um uh since it's just you know so the book of Ruth is so short we'll do a Chat GPT breakdown at the end of it for the whole book instead of chapter by chapter. How's that? She gets
1: the only she gets the shortest chapters too, which I do love. But that's fucked. But I
0: mean, it's because she's a woman. We don't need to spend too much time on her. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. and yeah, yeah. OK, Ruth two, Ruth meets Boaz. <clears throat> now, Naomi had a kinsman on her husband's side, a prominent rich man of the family of Emel- Ele- element, whose name was Boaz. And Ruth and the Moabite said to Naomi, let me go to the field and glean among the ears of grain behind someone in whose sight I might find favor she said to her go my daughter so she went she came and gleaned in the field behind the reapers as it happened she came to the part of the field belonging to boaz who was the family of elimech am i saying that right elimech i don't know i'm trying just then boaz came from bethlehem he said to the reapers the lord be with you they answered the lord bless you then Boaz said to his servant who was in charge of the reapers, To whom does this young woman belong? <laughs> the servant who was in charge of the reapers answered, She is the Moabite who came back with Naomi from the country of Moab. She said, Please, let me glean and gather among the sleeves behind the reapers. So she came, and she has been on her feet from early this morning until now without resting for even from this moment. Mm, from early this morning until now without resting even a moment then Boaz said to Ruth now listen my daughter do not go to glean in another field or leave this one but keep close to my young women keep your eyes on the field that is being reaped and follow behind them I have ordered the young men not to bother you if you get thirsty go over to the vessels and drink from what the young men have drawn Then she fell prostrate, with her face on the ground, and she said to him, "'Why have I found favor in your sight, that you should take notice of me when I am a foreigner?' But Boaz answered her, "'All that you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband has been fully told to me, "'and how you left your father and mother and your native land to come to a people that you did not know before.'" May the Lord reward you for your deeds, and may you have found and may you have a full reward from the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come for refuge. Then she said, May I continue to find favor in your sight, my Lord, for you have comforted me and spoken kindly to your servant, even though I am not one of your servants. At mealtime, Boaz said to her, Come here and eat some of this bread and dip your morsel in the sour wine. So she sat beside the reapers and he heaped up for her some parched grain. She ate until she was satisfied and she had some left over. When she got up to glean, Boaz instructed his young men, her to glean even among the standing sheaves and do not approach her you must also pull out some handfuls for her from the bundles and leave them for her to glean do not rebuke her so she gleaned in the field until evening then she beat out what she had gleaned and it was about an FF of barley she picked it up and came into the town and her mother-in-law saw how much she had gleaned then she took out and gave her what was left over she herself had been satisfied her mother-in-law said to her where did you glean today and where have you worked blessed be the man who took notice of you so she told her mother-in-law with whom she had worked and said the name of the man with whom i work today is boaz then naomi said to her daughter-in-law blessed be by the lord whose kindness has not forsaken the living or the dead naomi said to her the man is a relative of ours one of our nearest kin. Then Ruth the Moabite said, he even said to me, stay close by my servants until they have finished all my harvest. Naomi said to Ruth, her daughter-in-law, it is better my daughter that you go out with his young women otherwise you might be bothered in another field. So she stayed close to the young women of Boaz gleaning until the end of barley and wheat harvest and she lived with her Mother in law, thanks be to God.
1: Um, I don't know what thoughts I have on that. I mean, I guess the first thing that came to my mind is they described Boaz. Is that the person's name? Um, yes. As a rich, as, rich nigger. Yeah, I just kind of looked at him. He gave me sugar daddy vibes. A little bit. Like he was definitely beating Ruth.
0: <laughs> what beating her?
1: I mean, okay, sorry. That's slang um, for oh, was beating them sense. cakes. Yeah, he was beating them
0: cakes. Beating them barley cakes for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's I yeah, mean that was
1: I, my I interpretation really... of it, and that's why he told hit the uh, I guess his field workers leave her the fuck alone. Like, right? All, He's like, that's, that's gonna be mine. my
0: piece. That's me. Um, I like the part where he asks, like, who, to whom does this young woman belong? That was a great question. Um, That's how I'm about
1: to go into every situation. To whom did this woman belong?
0: Right. Somebody get your... Yeah. So, and he's... But apparently Boaz is just super impressed by the fact that she's stuck with her mother-in-law. Like, that really did it for him. That got his... Yeah. So, he's basically taken Naomi under his wing. Or not Naomi, sorry. Ruth under his wing. I'm getting the feeling that Ruth was probably hot and that might be why she got her own book in the Bible.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. We tend to care about stories about people who are hot. I'm just going to assume like uh, the fact that Naomi was like, yeah, let me bring this piece back. Cause quite honestly, um, it, I, it it's giving me the vibes where Naomi, like her first question when she saw like Ruth coming home with a bag was, Oh, what man did you impress today? Which is wild too. Where it's like, why couldn't she have just been entre- you know, like got a bag? Like it ever it's still this message of you have to get everything through a man.
1: Absolutely.
0: So fun times.
1: Yes. Um, okay. Moving on to roof three.
0: Yeah. Ooh, it sounds like it's ooh. This sounds like a like a scene scene. Like Ruth and Boaz <laughs> at the threshing floor. Okay. Yes, the Bible can uh, get good for a minute.
1: Yeah. All right. Ruth and Boaz at the threshing floor. Naomi, her mother-in-law, said to her, my daughter, I need to seek some security for you so that it may be well with you. Now, here's our kinsman, Boaz, with whose young women you have been working. See, he is winnowing uh, barley tonight at the threshing floor. Now wash and anoint yourself and put on your best clothes and go down to the threshing floor, but do not make yourself known to the man until he has finished eating and drinking. When he lies down, observe the place where he lies, then go and uncover his feet and lie down. And he will tell you what to do. She said to her, all that you tell me, I will do. So she went down to the threshing floor and did just as her mother-in-law had instructed her. When Boaz had eaten and drinking, Drunk. when boaz had eaten and drunk and he was in a contented mood he went to lie down at the end of the heap of grain then she came stealthily and uncovered his feet and lay down at midnight the man was startled and turned over and there lying, lying at his feet was a woman he said who are you and she answered i am ruth your servant spread your cloak over your servant for you are next of kin he said May you be blessed by the Lord, my daughter. This last instance of your loyalty is better than your first. <laughs> That's a great line. You have not gone after you're young. You have not gone after young man, whether poor or rich. <laughs> and now, my daughter, do not be afraid. I will do for you all that you ask. For all the assembly of my people know that you are a worthy woman. But now... Though it is true that I am a near kinsman, there is another kinsman more closely related than I. Remain this light in the morning if he will act as next of kin for you. Good. Let him let him do it. If he is not willing to act as next next of kin for you, then as the Lord lives, I will act as next of kin for you. Lie down to the morning. So she lay at his feet until morning, but got up before one person could recognize another. For he said it must not be known it must not be known that the woman came to the threshing floor then he said bring the cloak you are wearing and i and hold it out so she held it out and he measured out six measures of barley and put it on her back then he went into the city she came to her mother-in-law who said how did things go with you my daughter then she told her all the man had done for her saying he gave me these six measures of barley for he had said for he said do not go back to your mother-in-law empty-handed. She replied, wait, my daughter, until you learn how the matter turns out, for the man will not rest, but will settle the matter today. Wow. Ooh, okay, that was great. That was so That
0: was great. some big pimping.
1: Oh, man, man. Man,
0: there was, a, there was a lot of game, and this, this was a very short, like, chapter, but there was a lot of game packed in here.
1: Yeah, Boaz got the juice for sure.
0: And so does Naomi.
1: Rufus is getting pimped. He was about to pass her off to another guy. That's crazy.
0: But, I mean, those are the rules. Like, he's like, somebody has first rights of refusal. So, you know, let me just handle this like some gentlemen so we don't have to get into some gangster, you know, mess. I think, um, well, oof. There's a lot going on here um first off the move to wait until he's like eaten and like got a little drunk that was a great move um yeah. and also like uncovering his feet like that is i mean I'm just gonna say, like those are all very effective moods to get a person in a good mood. Like if you feed them and give them something to drink and then like rub their feet, like that's those are pretty money moves.
1: Hmm. Yeah. I mean, she knows what she's doing. That's great.
0: Yeah. Um, but I, I guess like so far, the lesson I'm getting is that if you want to be a good woman, you better be a very compliant hoe like just do what the older women and men in your life are telling you to do without question.
1: Uh yeah, yeah. I don't subscribe to that mentality as a member no, of No, I don't uh, think it's
0: I don't think it's great either. Species. Um, I think it's really great for getting old dudes laid um and why this is probably propped up so much, but um yeah. Yeah. But yeah, he's he's doling out this grain though. I I do like that part. He's like, hey, I like you. Here's some grain.
1: Yeah, I mean he's 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 very transactional with it. But I mean in a in a way that I think it, it possibly should be.
0: I mean, yeah. I mean, he's like basically, you know, I don't want it to be all tired once I get to it. Here's some calories.
1: Yeah, he's not uh showing up to. Who was who was it who basically showed up and was like asking for their wife back or who was that? Samson. Yeah, yeah. Like he's not doing what yeah. Samson was doing was possibly being no. this woman and.
0: Yeah, like Samson was just take take take. Boaz, yeah. Boaz does sound like a gentleman. I don't know. But I don't know if I was telling you this. I talk so much. Maybe I was telling uh, mm. Moni. But uh, basically, like, in the vernacular now, like, a gentleman is basically just someone who doesn't rape. Like, that's hmm. pretty much societally, like, if we, we're <laughs> not is, saying it, but basically, gentleman wild. behavior is demonstrating I don't rape.
1: That is, that is a wild standard.
0: I mean... Let's do this last one, Ruth (laughs) 4. Oh, the marriage of Boaz and Ruth. It worked. Okay. No sooner had Boaz gone up to the gate and sat down there than the next of kin of who Boaz had spoken came passing by. So Boaz said, come over, friends, sit down here. And he went over and sat down. Then Boaz took ten men of the elders of the city and said, sit down here. So they sat down. Then he said to the next of kin, Naomi, who has come back from the country of Moab, is selling the parcel of land that belonged to our kinsman, Elimech. So I thought I would tell you of it and say, buy it in the presence of those sitting here and in the presence of the elders of my people. If you will redeem it, I redeem it. But if you will not, tell me so that I may know. For there is no one prior to you to redeem it, and I come after you. So he said, I will redeem it. Then Boaz said, The day you acquire the field from the hand of Naomi, you are also acquiring Ruth the Moabite, the widow of the dead man, to to maintain the dead man's name on his inheritance. At this, the next of kin said, Ah! I cannot redeem it for myself without damaging my own inheritance. Take my right of redemption for yourself, for I cannot redeem it. Now this was the custom in former times in Israel concerning redeeming and exchanging. To confirm a transaction, the one took off a sandal and gave it to the other. This was the manner of attesting in Israel. So when the next of kin said to Boaz, acquire it for yourself, He took off his sandal. Then Boaz said to the elders and all the people, Today you are witnesses that I have acquired from the hand of Naomi all that belonged to Elamech and all that belonged to Shilion and Malon. I have also acquired Ruth, the Moabite, the wife of Mahalon, to be my wife, to maintain the dead man's name on his inheritance in order that the name of the dead may not be cut off from his kindred and from the gate of his native place today you are witnesses then all the people who were at the gate along with the elders said we are witnesses may the Lord make the woman who is coming into your house like Rachel and Leah who together built up the house of Israel may you produce children in Erafat and bestow a name in Bethlehem, and through the children that the Lord will give you by this young woman, may your house be like the house of Perez, whom Tamar bore to Judah. The genealogy of David. So Boaz took Ruth and she became his wife. When they came together the Lord made her conceive, and she bore a son. And the woman said to and the women said to Naomi, Blessed be the Lord, who has not left you this day without next of kin. And may his name be renowned in Israel. He shall be your restorer of life and a nourisher of your old age. And for your daughter-in-law who loves you, who is more to you than seven sons, has borne him. And Naomi took the child and laid him in her bosom and became his nurse. The woman of the neighborhood gave him a name, saying, A son has been born to Naomi. They named him Obed, and he became the father of Jesse, the father of David. Now, these are the descendants of Perez. Perez became the father of Hezron, Hezron of Ram, Ram of Ammonadab, Ammonadab of Nishan, Nishan of Salmon, Salmon of Boaz, Boaz of Obed, Obed of Jesse, and Jesse of David. (laughs) <laughs> okay, now I get Love the it. point of the story. Thanks to God.
1: Yeah, it is basically Ruth. This entire um is David's maybe. origin story. Yeah, it's yeah, basically. So, yeah. they needed to connect. And why
0: God likes David best.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's why. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um And so wait, so if I'm getting this right though, Obed, he was nursed by his grandma? Is that weird?
1: Do they mean breastfed when they say nursed? I mean, that's how I understand
0: it. It, The the line I'm referring to is in uh, verse 16. Then Naomi took the child and laid him in her bosom and became his nurse. I'm interpreting that as she was because it sounds like the way i mean it's it's been explained this way before where uh because that was what they said with like uh the tamar and perez would uh or with tamar and judah because tamar was basically judah's daughter-in-law that he Hmm. ended up accidentally sleeping with because she thought she was a prostitute because she wasn't showing her face and she ended up having twins But he was going to kill her when she found out she was pregnant until he found out he impregnated her. I thought that was kind of a messed up story. Um, And then also they referenced the Leah and Rachel story which was pretty messed up because those are two sisters who had to share a husband and also had to share their husband with their slaves. Oh.
1: Yeah. I feel like I've forget all of these stories but maybe because you had to be basically so 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 indoctrinated into this at a young age that it sticks easier for you
0: or maybe I'm just smarter than you
1: that is something I'm willing to concede
0: (laughs) I'm just kidding I think your theory or your hypothesis is more correct I think this has been drilled into me over and over again for years and years in both school and church and so um, yeah um it's pretty fresh in my mind and into the point where i was even reading fan fiction about the bible so i would read fictionalized versions of these stories especially that that gave me like a new sort of like vision on the leah and rachel thing i was like oh my god yes these were people it would fucking suck to have to share a husband with your sister
1: i mean maybe
0: What do you mean maybe <laughs> like i don't know
1: i'm not into <laughs> um that means Polygamy. your kids
0: would be cousins. Like that's weird. Like like my nephew's nieces and ne- like no, it's too weird.
1: Oh, uh, okay. See, I was only thinking like of the our ups- kids would
0: be half siblings and cousins.
1: I was only thinking of the upsides in my short-sightedness.
0: You were thinking of what?
1: Only the upsides of the situation in my short-sightedness.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I'm I'm sorry, but I feel like I'm I'm Kind of steamrolling right now because these stories, when it comes to women, are
1: terrible. You know, I think that's the biggest thing that I've gotten over probably the last, I don't know, I'll say five years, is just the empathy that I have for women all around is greater, especially because, I mean, just obviously growing up around a lot of women, but then also like the kids that I'm around, like they're all girls and it's just, and I have sisters and so. The, just the empathy that I have for just women and wanting them to be successful and respected is vastly grown.
0: That's yeah. what's up. I'm glad to
1: hear yeah. that. Yeah. Also, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I think you, I talk about this, maybe not on here before, but like you have to choose what to give a fuck about, and it's like, I don't have the energy to want to keep women down. <laughs> like, it's just not something that like I just it's feel like, like my it's
0: like participate that's how I feel about participating in racism where it's like okay I know like because it's so crazy to me like I don't I don't know if you've ever heard this like how many black people will say like crazy racist stuff about like Mexican or Latinx people which is always so crazy to me which is like why would you want to participate in racism like how do you even have the energy for it that's the dumbest thing ever
1: yeah yeah unfortunately I. Have an older person in my family who feels that way, but I mean it's just it's the timeline that they grew up in like they're and they you know they're somewhat conservative christian minded so I get it
0: that's what I'm saying. I feel like Christianity and bigotry are just such a classic pairing like you there's there's there there has to be this sort of i mean even the way the bible's set up like the um whether it's the Amalekites or the Canaanites or the the like you always have this group that it's okay to kill or persecute or they're circumcising they're not you know circumcised whatever it is like there's this out group and I think that's bad and and then, and then it's just sort of accepted in German oral that women are worse and need handlers like I think I was um. Uh, when I was telling you I was doing like the pub trivia thing and I was talking to a guy who had spent some time in the UAE and I was just saying about how like I just had a a family member go over there and she loved it um, but I was like I don't think I could ever go over there like first off I'm not covering up I'm so mouthy I'm so used to being American and saying what I want and you do have to have a male handler like I would have had to have like someone who's like basically who holds all my shit like I And, like, you are someone I would trust in a situation like that. Like, if we were in a country where you had to have a male handler, oh. like, I know you would, like, you wouldn't sell me or whatever. <laughs> but, like, there's not a lot of men I would trust in those situations. Like, for real, for real. Like, when you get in a situation where you have that much power, like, power corrupts.
1: You know, so I was... You talking about that made me think. I was watching a movie last night called Nocturnal Animals, and i I came in like while this was already on, and I fell asleep before I went off. But it has Jake Gyllenhaal in it, and um, Michael oh, Shannon, cute. and um, but it just made me think, like, man, like, where does all the uh, where does all the hatred for women come from, <laughs> like? Um, And just the the need to, I don't know, feel like you have to abuse them, I guess.
0: I know, because it feels pretty universal, right? I was uh, listening to uh, DeBras' Bookshelf podcast, because they Mm -hmm. were um, reviewing The Color Purple. And they were kind of just sort of talking about how, basically the intersection of misogyny from Europe when they were kind of doing this like massive land grab in like Africa and the, um, America's how it created this Voltron of misogyny when it intersected with kind of the like traditional African misogyny, Mm. like, um, (laughs) (laughs) and yeah. And then you also have like that special blend of Asian misogyny as well. Like, everybody did it different, but everybody did it. So, like, yeah, it is It is interesting to ask, like, where is this, like, um, aggression coming from? Um, I like The Color Purple because Alice Walker, this is, like, a theme in a lot of her work, which is, like, why? Why is it gotten to the point where you're, like, fucking cut their clits off? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we just... You know, like, I I think it's, um, and that's why the bar, let's take it back to the Barbie movie where, um, you know, there's this, this huge idea of feeling threatened by, like I said, when there's no answer to the question, whose young woman is this? And been like, uh, no one, she's a person self-possessed.
1: I think there's a certain fear as a man there from my understanding that cause, and from just having a talk like with a friend of mine who there's a fear that probably would never be verbalized um, or at least hasn't necessarily but it's like men want to feel like they're needed like like in, and they kind of play on that in the Barbie movie actually when like they're trying to you know reprogram all the Barbies and one of the easiest way to get men they bring up is like oh just have them explain some shit to you (laughs) like you know (laughs) like men want to like feel like helpful or like they even in the
0: Boaz story he was giving her instructions on how to reap the grain and stuff he's like baby girl let me tell you how to do this you get behind my young women. You get behind my <laughs> hoes. You know, I already got some, you know, I got some hoes, you know, but you get in with them. Do what I they don't do. know what
1: you call that. Huh? <laughs> I don't know what you call like that kind of like a uh, character pimping? trait, but it's certainly no, 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 oh. not Boaz. just the the thing where men need like want to feel I would, I because feel like I think because
0: when... pimps aren't necessary, like sex workers don't need pimps like that's an auxiliary you know what I mean like that's not a a necessity it's only a necessity well, I can't, because I can't men speak are violent for pimps I can protection. only
1: well the point I'm trying to make here <laughs> is that men seemingly want to feel like they're needed and I've literally had a guy friend that I've talked to about similar things about this and he said like well if she don't need me what the fuck am I here for fun And, like, I think that's an interesting – you said what? I said fun. Yeah, I think that's an interesting concept because I actually like women who don't need me. Like, I actually like a woman who takes charge. and It's like, no, I want to do this, and you're welcome to come along, but I'm still going to do this. I think there's a fear there for a lot of men where it's like, well, if she doesn't need me, then, like – she's going to outgrow me or and like, then my access and then it goes deeper I think to my, then my access to sex is cut
0: off right and that's that's danger 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 sound yeah I mean
1: yeah gotta keep busting them nuts
0: I mean yeah yeah so did we just solve misogyny
1: um I mean I would like to think so but okay yeah at least in All here
0: right. We do. Yeah, um, I gotta tell you, the misogyny, racism combo—it is brutal. (laughs) Oh, can I tell you? But um, at least we got through a whole book of the Bible today. What an accomplishment! This was like a super sized episode of the Bible breakdown. You guys are welcome. Um, I think I'm just super excited. We're gonna be. um, I want to announce again. We're gonna be recording with. The guys at God awful movies really looking forward to that. Um, Here's the other thing too. um, We like, we touched on this a little bit at the pre-production meeting about like, you know, how we're going to talk about stuff on their podcast. What I would like this podcast to be is also a way for maybe um, people who are considered white, who are having trouble integrating their lives. Like it's fine admitting like, we grew up in a segregated society mostly. Like it, it takes work to undo that. And so it can be a little awkward at first when we're getting into new groups with new people, but I would hope this would be an environment where if you're a person who considers yourself white like you tune in to see what like black people are thinking and talking about and about how where we're from in the Midwest, since most black people are super religious, if you're not a religious white person it can be a little difficult like t you know talked about this with like dating and stuff like it it gets weird because everyone is like well you know i you know first i have to thank you know jesus is the you know uh being first in my life and you know i need someone who's you know spiritually aligned, like all that kind of stuff so yeah i hope this is kind of like a safe space because also it can be very anti-gay and so like I can get how it can be off-putting like if you're a white person who's trying to diversify your life but like there's this group of because to me that's a problem I have a lot of times in black spaces where I was like ooh that got anti-gay quick
1: yeah um yeah I'm all for that and I just think with the space that I'm moving in now I'm just way more comfortable like just addressing a lot of this I mean I have still held my own in my 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 private life, but it's just it's just easier when like i, I tried to make situations work with people where they're Christian and I'm not and you cat other people have tried to make it seem like you know that's really fucking difficult, and I just was like, uh. but like now I think that yeah i don't I don't think I could ever be with like a full fledged conservative christian like it's just it, i do not ever see that happening
0: well and it's only because the, the values, yeah the values can align like ultimately like at a certain point where it's like if you were consider, if you have that identifier and we have the same values it's like wait what how
1: well yeah yeah so i don't know i'm just i'm i'm excited to see where this podcast goes um Further, because now I can. I mean, there's so much. I feel like we've only scratched the surface of just doing this, sure. and so it's nice. I'm excited to be on God awful movies um, as well. I listen to their stuff. It's hilarious how they break down. Movies, yeah, so and to me, that's great.
0: that's for me a a type of healing. So, um, yeah, if you want to reach out to us, please uh, do so at. Um, um, what is our thing? Bible breakdown podcast at gmail.com dot com and also on Instagram. Like, um, I actually um yeah. yeah, I posted something on the Instagram. I just went for it.
1: Yeah, and again, thank you for the listeners. Um, I know we are not always as consistent as we can be, um or should be, but this is nice. And we, you know, this is a chill vibe. I'm pretty sure most of the people who probably listen to this, you're probably very chill yourselves. And so it excites me that you know, when a notification probably pops up on your electronic devices, that you, a new episode that you still go on and listen. That's great. Um, so, yeah. Thank you for your support.
0: Very much so.
1: And we didn't order you today.
0: <laughs> no, we never talked about we never argue
1: oh okay. no we did not so next episode we're starting a whole new book um because ruth again is over uh she only got four chapters but we'll be doing samuel man um which is you know samuel he he gets two whole fucking books he's in the bible he gets he's two. a it, very
0: important prophet apparently he's like, like the p diddy to, to notorious big with notorious big being david Samuel is like puffy.
1: Hmm. Okay. All right. Well, he has two fucking books, and not a lot of people got two books in here. I mean, and it's after that, you know, it's going to be Samuel 1, Samuel 2, Kings 1, Kings 2, Chronicles 1, Chronicles 2. So we're going on a scale. And of I will just, say, I've always
0: liked the name Samuel.
1: Yes. Uh, L. Jackson. Yeah.
0: Um, maybe that's another reason why I was so irritated with Kevin Samuels. I was like, "How dare you be attached to this name I like so much?" Oh my god! Moving on, that was just a I just I just had that re- revelation in my brain real quick. But yes, thank you, Ruth. This was entertaining. I, I think we're also like I'm like in a good mood because that was that was actually a pretty good read.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, Samuels' birth in – Dedication will be the first. Then we'll be talking about Hannah's prayer. And then we'll be talking about Samuel's calling and prophetic activity. Um, interesting. I don't, again, all this is new to me in a way. Like oh I've heard some God. of these stories before. I went to I remember school. this
0: story so much. Cool. I remember the songs that went along with it. Like, yeah, I remember. Because this was um like a really, really important like story about faith and just following like the Lord
1: when you hear the voice yeah and recently I went to two funerals two weeks in a row and uh, both had church services and I can't do it man I've told you this before I don't know if I've ever said this on the podcast but the thing with church that gets me is like I don't want I know a lot of people love the music (laughs) and I do too I don't want the motivational speech and the music. I need one or the other because I feel like if I am going to go to church, I'm all about my time and it's like, dude.
0: Can I tell you the I church be, I grew up in like they start they changed the offering time because so many people would leave after praise and worship and wouldn't stay for the message. It, because like I had a unique church. We had a black like music director and a white preacher.
1: Ooh, yeah
0: interesting combo right but like yeah like but it was funny because oh i won't get into all that now but yeah they because they used to do the offering at after you know the the word after the sermon but like there wouldn't be as many Mm -hmm. people there so they'd have they started doing the altar call like during praise
1: and worship yeah yeah i think from the last time I actually went to church for just church, I think they did it then, too. Man, like, yeah, that just ugh,
0: gosh. But you can also just text the money to they make it super convenient. Now you can just like cash app them. <laughs> I pretty much, I think they have like a Zelle or Venmo or something. I think people have gotten offended. it's so convenient. Or they can just take it directly out of your direct, like your check. Like you don't even got to worry about it. Like we'll take that out like FICA.
1: I think people have gotten offended with me because I'm like, I'm not giving money. I don't do that. I don't, (laughs) I don't tithe. I'm sorry. I don't.
0: If I mean, if you don't feel... If you don't believe it, there's no reason to.
1: Like, I would much rather... But
0: then that's why you're... But that's why you don't have your blessings. You're blocking your blessings. Oh, no. I've
1: been very blessed, actually. Even... Uh, uh-oh. <laughs> oh Talk your shit. Even, and then, like... I mean, it always sucks going through situations like that. But, um... Yeah, man. I'm blessed. I'm super blessed. I'm... I had a hard day yesterday with work. But I am... You know, you gotta bounce back up and just get back at it. Like every day above ground. Get is back
0: up again. I was watching Trolls yesterday, man. You ever watch that movie? No.
1: But I did watch Elemental not getting lately. Out today. Um,
0: Nothing getting in my way. And if knock knock me over. I will get back up again. Whoa, oh, oh. You're welcome, guys. That was a little rendition this, of Poppy's Get Back Up Again. It's a great
1: message. I feel like animated media has... It's well past this golden era.
0: I, it is one of my favorite art forms by far. Like I <laughs> freaking love animation. Um, because you do get to get away with. That's why I keep saying I want to turn us into animated characters. Because you get away with so much more if than people do. It's same thing with puppets. I love puppets. I like you. It. I don't know what it is, but yeah, it's so enjoyable. Puppets, I can take or leave. All right, Animation I gotta go. On. I gotta. We gotta. I gotta get back to finding a place to work.
1: You said that like you're unemployed, but you're not. You just need a new location for your business.
0: I'm just stating the facts. Yes, I, I need to find a new place to work.
1: Well, do your thing. It's always great to talk to you. Um, you too. Are you gonna say your quote?
0: Oh, um, no.
1: You're not going to say your body belongs to <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, I just, I don't know. I, I was like, maybe I need like a new sign off. Is it getting stale?
1: I mean, I don't, I don't know.
0: You know what? You're right. Let me not fight it. Your body belongs to you. You're, you don't belong to anyone. Fuck this. Whose young woman does this, who's, blo- who belongs, this, who does this young woman belong to? Bullshit. That pisses me off.
1: All right. Continue to get therapy, people, and uh, we'll see you next time.